Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Do you believe in magic? If not, Chicago magician Paige Thompson might convince you. Acid can actually eat through the lining of your esophagus and through your teeth, but also right through stainless steel. Just like that. My name is Paige Thompson, and I'm alive! That's the end of a death-defying trick Paige performed on the CW show Penn & Teller Fool Us. And right now she is in residence at the Chicago Magic Lounge in Andersonville, where she's performing her show A Page in Time every Wednesday night until December 21st. Paige Thompson joins us now in the studio, and we're also joined by Joey Cranford, CEO and co-founder of the Chicago Magic Lounge. So I saw your show last night. I was blown away, Paige. You just you just have a way with crowds. You're so entertaining. You're fun. It was out of this world. Oh, my God. Well, thank you. I That means so much that you see that, that I love what I'm doing, and I'm trying to have as much fun as possible. I must have looked like a fool in the audience. <laughs> I was smiling the entire time because <laughs> you're so charming, too. Oh, it was just it was just great. Thank you. I I love how much of your personality you bring to the stage. I, I you just you self describe, you know, as a quirky, but I think you're funny. <laughs> um, you just know how to command attention, and really, the audience that comes to see your show really they're not just in for magic trick after magic trick. You're telling a story. Yeah, I how really. You, how'd you get that knack for storytelling? Well, for me, it was like with magic. You, it's a, it's an art where you could buy a prop and do it, but. I hate that part of it because I want it to be unique and I want it to be intriguing. And I have done magic since I was six years old. So I've really had quite the adventure and I wanted to portray that adventure and how I've changed so much through my career and learned so many different types of magic. And you share a lot of those childhood stories with us in the show pretty early on. How did you or or what would you say inspired you to actually make a career out of it, though? Well, I started realizing in high school that I was getting booked a lot. Like I I never did anything like I never did any sports or joined any clubs like I was busy. So I had shows every week, every weekend. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, my gosh, I can actually do this. People like this. Yeah, (laughs) I'm getting booked as I'm 15, 16 years old. Hopefully I can continue to do that as I grow older. So I just kind of like. Like, I'm going to try it out, see how it goes. Yeah, I, I think you've done it. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <Check. laughs> so, Joey, for, for those of us who have not been, tell us a bit more about the Chicago Magic Lounge. Well, the Chicago Magic Lounge is a, um, it's a place dedicated to close-up magic. Um, there's a lot of history in Chicago, not a lot of people know about it, and so it's kind of fun to educate them about the history of Chicago Magic Bars, um, the history of close-up magic uh, being performed somewhere that's not in a theater setting. Mm-hmm. Um, that all started in Chicago around 1915, and we we want to uncover that history and, and show it off. And so when yeah. you come to a, a night at the Magic Bar or the Magic Lounge, uh, we have a Magic Bar that you can hang out at. Um, there's a 110-seat cabaret theater with close-up magic all around you. So cool. And then two acts on stage, typically on our weekend shows. And then if you get the premium seat, there's another room in the back, 40-seat theater, showing you the future of close-up magic. So it's a little past, it's a little future, and it's a 
best performers in the world. I absolutely loved that added touch. Of, I mean, while we waited for Paige to come out, I mean, we were super entertained from the moment we stepped in the doors. And, and that's kind of the plan is we, we don't want to just we wanted to redefine what it was like to go to a magic show. We want the whole experience from the beginning to the end to, to just throw you and make you wonder what's going to happen next. That's why if you it's a little bitty secret. There's lots of little secrets around the building. Yeah. But before you walk in, there's a neon sign above. It says misdirection. And then you walk into a laundromat and we've yes. got you already. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I, I love that. So I got to say, Paige, you are a woman in a male dominated field. What's that been like? <laughs> well, I, I mean, bet you've got more stories. <laughs> it is. It, well, what is strange is that when I started magic, I'd actually never seen a magician. I got a magic kit and I just I fell in love with it. And I had no idea that girls didn't do this. It was so strange to me as I got older and started to find the magic community and I would meet these magicians and I'm like, oh, wow, there's no, why are, what? There's no females that do this? <laughs> yeah. Like, it just kind of confused me. But then I realized you don't really, you didn't see it. You didn't see females doing magic. So I think females weren't drawn to it because they weren't uh. seen anyone do they this. They didn't feel like they would have the access to it. Yeah, or maybe. it just didn't intrigue them because usually you see somebody like you doing something, you're going to kind of, oh, this could be cool. And I think maybe since I had just been given the magic kit and thought it was interesting, I didn't even realize it was a male-dominated world. So, mm -hmm. it, yeah, it was definitely weird growing up and always being like, oh, who are you dating or who are you assisting? And I'm like, mm, no, no I, I'm doing I, the I'm, magic. Yeah. I'm the star. <laughs> I'm headlining. Well, what does that mean then for you to have come so far in your career as a magician, knowing all of that? It's I mean, it's crazy. And it's always just been like my hope to get to do magic as my career. Like, I I mean, in this business, I never thought about, oh, I'm going to become famous. That has never been like my goal or dream. I just want to be able to make a living doing what I love and to actually have that come and actually get to be what I do every day is just an insane dream that I really didn't know it was possible to get to kind of do what you truly love every yeah. day of your life. Love that. Well, you are originally from the West Coast. Mm -hmm. You've said, though, that Chicago has welcomed you with, yes. with open arms. During yeah. the show, you talked a little bit about the magician community in oh this God. city. Yeah. How did they help with your transition? It it's just to not be questioned. And a lot of times you go somewhere and they just they want to know, well, what have you done so far? Who do you know? Where have you been? And when I got here, those questions weren't asked. It was just like, hey, welcome. We're excited to have you as a part of this. And it just felt like such like a weight off my shoulders That's of like, great. I didn't need to impress anybody. I just I was welcomed and I got to do what I love. Yeah. Well, you started to give us a, a history lesson earlier, Joey, mm -hmm. but tell us some more. Magic and magicians, they've been a part of Chicago for for a while. Yeah, and it, it all started with a with a guy <laughs> named Matt Shulian. But his thinking was so different at the time. Uh, back in the golden age of magic, you had names like Thurston and Blackstone and Harry Houdini, and they'd tour these giant vaudeville circuits and play to sold-out houses of 2,000, 3,000. But in Chicago, Matt Shulian learned a couple of card tricks and asked his dad if he could do it at the restaurant. His dad said, absolutely not. And he didn't listen to him. He just kept doing it. Mm. And uh, during Prohibition, he went downstairs into the basement uh, of Shulian's where there was absolutely no drinking, 100% no drinking. <clears throat> and he started doing close-up <laughs> magic for everybody. And when Prohibition ended, everyone loved the card magic of Matt Shulian so much, they just they, they started flocking there. And then other people started to perform there with him. And then 
Another bar would open or another venue would open. Little bit of magic on the south side. New York Lounge on the north side. Uh, the Pickle Barrel would have magic. The Pump Room at the Ambassador East would have a magician nice. there. There was about 12 places all through Chicago's past that would focus on magic. About nine of them were open at one time. And um, it was about changing not only the look of the magician, because Matt Shulian was not a tuxedo guy. He was a very large man, a large man. And his he would hide... Uh, cards under his fat belly <laughs> to do tricks. It's not a switch that you see often on Penn wow. & Teller. Uh, but um, he changed the, the look of a magician, but also where magic could be performed, yeah. uh, which is which is so cool to that Chicago community sense. Well, speaking of changing the look of magic, Paige, not only do you have this distinctive brand of magic, but your show has a, has a very distinct look and feel. I'm talking mm-hmm. sequins. <laughs> lots and lots yes. of sequins, purple hair, stilettos. Uh-huh. I was looking at your feet like, she's going to fall any <laughs> minute. Has this always been your style? Well, I've always, I just, I love the idea of the sparkle. Like, I mean, you're even rocking right? a stiletto purse today in the studio. You, you need the bedazzle. <laughs> yes. I just think it's such a fun part of magic is like the shiny, sparkly. Nobody has that excuse that I do to get to be sparkly all the time. Yeah. So for me to have an excuse to wear these super shiny, sparkly outfits, crazy jackets, like yes. it's it's super fun. And I, I think it. it's like a fun thing for the audience to watch. It's like unique to well, see all this. They're part of the tricks as well, yes. right? You know, so yep. that's pretty cool. And, and I, I think extra special shout out to you because... Again, you're not there. You're not standing there in stilettos and just kind of static. You're all over the place. You're yeah. squatting. You're yeah. up. You're down. It was it was very interactive. So Aww. I loved it. Um, and you have done magic on the the big stage, mm-hmm. right? I'm talking about your appearances on on lots of shows like Showtime at the Apollo. Mm-hmm. You did the U.S. and the German version yeah. of America's Got Talent. How do you tailor your performance when you're on? those big stages on those popular shows versus like the intimate crowd. Uh, yeah. It, and or do you tailor your performance? Well, the thing it you really, that's important is to know what your audience is going to be yeah. and like what will work for whatever venue. So you don't want to be hanging upside down in a straitjacket in a venue that seats 20 people. That's going to look a little crazy. <laughs> I was worried uh, <laughs> that you would do that last night. <laughs> I will say. So, yes, that's a big part of learning magic is realizing who your audience is and what sort of magic is going to work for them. And I want it, especially for like the Magic Lounge, like it's a fun venue. I want it to be as fun as possible, as interactive as possible and get the audience to be a part of the show because that front row is almost on stage. So I want them to be as much part of the show as possible. I don't want it to just be, hey, look at me. Whereas some of those bigger stages, you kind of need that because the audience is so far away. Yeah. You don't even realize there is an audience. So it's like, yeah, you got to do the more showy, yeah. bigger, crazy stuff. Got to tell you, I was trying to hide so hard. I was like, I saw you. I didn't see you, me. but I didn't. Because I, I wore a bright pink sweater <laughs> like, like a fool. I wasn't thinking. <laughs> Um, but uh, before we go, Joey, quickly tell us what else folks can check out at the Chicago Magic Lounge just in the coming weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we are gearing up for a big New Year's Eve show. Um, every year that we've been open, minus the COVID thing, yeah. um, we have a huge party on New Year's Eve. Um, and 
pop off confetti cannons and champagne. It's great. Um, we uh, we have our signature show extending between Christmas and New Year's so they can see like the real meat of Sweet. what we're about. Um, Mondays are always fun. We have live jazz, close-up magic. Tuesdays is our showcase night to local performers doing half-hour sets. Wednesday. And Wednesdays. Absolutely. The, the, season, the reason for the season yeah. uh, is uh, Paige Thompson's show. And then Thursday through Sunday is our um, is our signature show, the, the show that created the lounge. Uh, but one thing I, I, I'll tip to your listeners, um, we are 21 and up, but uh, next year we're announcing, because of popular demand, a family show coming back once Sweet. a month for you know, five and up to come and, oh, and just watch it. some silly magic. My kids can come. Great. Mm-hmm. Joey Cranford, CEO and co-founder of the Chicago Magic Lounge, and Paige Thompson, a local magician. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. This episode of Reset was produced by Char Dastin, Sarah Stark, and me. And it was edited by Ethan Schwab. Want some more podcast magic? Then subscribe to our podcast. We share interviews with incredible performers just like this and so much more every day of the week and on Saturdays. All right, that's it for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll see you tomorrow. Awesome. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts.